We're entering into a, a period of readings that are commonly known as the hard readings or the hard gospels. And the reason they're called the hard gospels is because, um, you know, a lot of times we, in, we enjoy and we rightfully should enjoy reading the gospels that assure us that everything is fine and, you know, the, the gentle Jesus. But the next few Sundays are going to be the hard sayings of Jesus. And I think it's a good thing because it is a corrective message to an exaggeratedly complacent understanding of the gospel. Um, I, I think that, you know, I once had a, had a professor who, who said, um, if you want to know what the hard sayings of Jesus are for you, um, go look in the Bible and see which passages you avoided underlining. Um, which ones did you avoid? So I'd like to, and, and this one is especially, um, can be especially troublesome because um, if you don't interpret it correctly in its context, what happens is you get, you know, I was looking, uh, I was looking in the, on the internet at the behest of Bishop Barron, and I asked the question on the internet, uh, Catholics, Catholic, will many be saved? And you wouldn't be amazed at the torrent of information and uh, the, 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 all over the place, you know, some people say, oh, yes. Other people, no, it's going to be very, very small. And, all, and people quoting all kinds of stuff back and forth. So there's a, a tremendous amount of confusion already. So allow me to just go through this, because I think it's, it's got a, a good message for all of us. Here goes. Now, the first thing I want you to, to notice in the gospel is that Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem. In, 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 the, gospel, um, in, the, in the gospel of Luke, um, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem where he is going to be crucified. He's going to be arrested and crucified. And so a lot of the stories are told on the way going to Jerusalem to face his hour. And so somebody comes up and asks him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? Now, let's put that in context. They don't, the gospel today doesn't tell you who asked that. It was somebody who asked, will many be saved? Well, we don't know who. But we're pretty safe in presuming that it was a Jew. I mean, he was traveling among Jews. Jesus was a Jew. And the question is being asked in the context of the Jewish worldview, the Jewish expectation of the coming of the Messiah and the salvation. And so, typical, Jesus doesn't answer the question. 
Now notice, what is the man asking, man or woman? What is he asking? He's asking for a number, or a, a third, or a tenth, or very few. Jesus doesn't address that. And I, he doesn't address that precisely because he knows where the man is coming from. The man is coming from the fact that their understand the Jewish understanding is that salvation was for the Jews, not the pagans. Salvation was for them. And so the only question that was, that was being brought out was, how many of us Jews will be saved? Is it all of Israel or is it just a few of us will be saved? And of course, Jesus doesn't answer that question. Now notice what he, what he answers it with, because what he answers it with tells you something about how Jesus understands the presumption of his question. The man is looking for a number, and the man is wanting to be in that number. And then Jesus says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. Now notice, in, in what the man asked, there was no striving. There was no striving. It's a matter of, am I one of the, 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 the club? Am I one of the included ones? There's no striving. And so Jesus turns to him and says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, Will, end, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Now notice, this is not about, okay, you're in the club, and you're in the club, and you're not, you're not, you're not. It's all about who put in the effort, which is not what the, ma what the man is asking. Who put in the effort is what Jesus is saying. And then he goes on. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand? This man is probably, all of a sudden, he's, he thought he was going to be included. And Jesus is saying, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. And he will say in reply, I do not know where you're from. Now, why does he say that? Could, couldn't he have said, I don't know you? But you know why he's saying, I don't know you're, where you're from? Because the man is considering that his ticket into entering into the kingdom is that he's Jewish. And he is, Jesus is saying, your Jewishness does not complete the picture. You want to be true to get into the kingdom of God you have to do some striving, some striving. I do not know where you're from, he said in reply. And you will say, now notice what the man says. We ate, we drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Now notice, it's all, there's nothing that he's done of any good. You notice that, hey, uh, we got to sit at table with you, and uh, you, you taught around us. Man hasn't done anything. He just got lucky and he got to sit around with Jesus. 
reminds me of a lot of people. You know, it reminds me of, of um, a section in The Godfather, I think the last movie of Godfather. I use this a lot. I may, you may have heard me say it before. But Al Pacino is very old now, and he is dying. And he's walking with a cardinal. And they're walking, I don't know if it's in the Vatican Gardens or in the, in the gardens of a, of a villa. And they're walking next to a brook, a fairly large little river or brook. And Pacino, the godfather, is asking, is, is looking back on his life. And he is saying, how could we live? How could we live in such a Catholic Christian country? And how could is it, is it that the mafia, how is it that we continue to live when we're surrounded by Catholicism and by, by Christianity? How could we be? And the cardinal bends down and he stoops and he puts his hand on the inside in the brook and he pulls out a stone from underneath the water and he shows it to Al Pacino and he says you see this stone it's all wet you see this stone it has probably been underwater in this spot for hundreds of years. And then he takes his stone and smashes it against another stone and it splits in half. And the inside of the stone is completely dry. And he says, do you see inside that even though it was surrounded by water, it never penetrated the inside? And that's what the Cardinal was saying about the Mafia and a lot of Catholic Christians, a lot of any Christians, that we can live, and we can live all around, but it has not penetrated. And this is the man who's saying the same thing. We ate, we drank. What's wrong with you? Don't you know us? You came around in the streets. It's all external. It didn't show anything about having done, having stro st strove for anything. He just hung around. And then he will say to you, I do not know where you're from. Notice how Jesus is defining the origins, your origins, that you belong to the people of God. It's not where you hang around. That's why, you know, I always tell people, sometimes I, I get, sometimes I get Catholics that come up and name drop, you know. Oh, you know, I had lunch with the Cardinal. Or I went, uh, I had mass with the bishops. I had, you know, and I, <laughs> I'll never forget about, I don't know how many years ago, when the cardinal, Cardinal Donardo was made into a cardinal. And they invited me, a group, I don't know who, invited me to go to Rome to the investiture of the cardinal. And I said, no, thank you. I, I, I don't. I don't like traveling in groups. And anyway, when they come back, um, a gentleman, and I cannot remember who, but a gentleman came up to me and said, oh, Father, it was awesome. Father, we got to see the Pope. We got to celebrate Mass with several cardinals. 
and many bishops we got to meet and we got received their blessing and all of this. And you should have been there. And I said, no, thank you. I, I, got, I enjoyed staying here. I, I, I celebrated Mass with uh, the Cardinal's boss, which is Jesus himself. Okay. And, and ultimately, who cares how many cardinals you know? Who cares how many bishops have given you their blessing? What? It doesn't matter. Jesus is saying exactly the same thing. Who cares if you're Jew? Unless you have striven, excuse me, strove to enter through the, through the narrow gate. May, look, what that is basically saying is, unless you make an effort, an effort. And then he says, depart from me, you evildoers. Now, it's interesting when he says evildoers, because they've not been told that they did any evil. I don't think they did anything. But you know what it reminds me of? Remember the parable of the man who gets three different, uh, he gives, he's going away on a trip and he gives three different sums of money to three different servants. And when he comes back, or he calls them each and he says, what did you do with that, with the money? And the first guy comes up and says, I invested it and I got X amount of money for you. Good. And the second guy comes, a lesser amount. I invested it and I got this amount for you. Then the last guy comes in and he says, sir, I was really afraid of you. I was really afraid of you. And so I buried what you gave me. And here it is. I haven't lost a thing. Do you remember what, what the master says? The master doesn't say, oh, poor little thing. You were afraid of me? Oh, you shouldn't have been afraid. Well, at least you didn't lose anything. Ah, oh, poor thing. No. The master says, take the little he has away from him and throw him out because of your laziness, because you did not strive to do anything. It's always amazing to me when people come to me for confession and say, I don't have any sins. Oh, what about what you failed to do? <laughs> what about, are you telling me you're as holy as you should be? And of course, they shut up immediately after that. Now, it's amazing, we forget that in order for the kingdom of God to enter the kingdom of God, it's not enough just to do nothing. We have to strive. And then Jesus tears his whole, his whole uh, illusions apart. And this goes along with, it, with Isaiah. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of the prophets. These are people... Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are people who took God's word and did something with it. And all of the prophets in the kingdom and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and from the west, from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. Notice from all over the world, it's not restricted it's for people who took the effort to try. 
who made an effort to be a disciple. That's what it's being said. And that's when Jesus ends with saying, Behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. Why? Because a lot of the Jewish people thought, Oh, we're going to be first. We're going to be first because we're Jews. And Jesus said, No. Your identity does not get you. Your membership in the Jewish club doesn't get you into the kingdom of God. How much have you striven? How much have you striven? How much have you put an effort to be to allow God to change you inside? Because that's what he's talking about. Being a Christian is about being changed. I, I, I love the way St. Paul puts it. Being a Christian is about putting on the mind of Christ. Meaning, you, you got to learn how to think like Jesus thinks. That's why when people say, I get people say, you know, oh, Father, I, I don't like praying because praying is so boring. I go, well, how do you pray? Well, I talk to God. And that's why I said, well, no wonder, no wonder you're bored. No wonder you're bored. When you only talk to God, you know who you're all listening to? You're listening to yourself. Praying should be God talking to you, not you talking to God. You can talk to God, but it should be five minutes, five percent. It should be 95 percent you listening to God. How do you do that? By reading the scriptures, by, by reading uh, spiritual reading books, by, by saying the rosary, by, by reading the Bible, by allowing God. See, we often forget that we as Catholics forget especially that when you come into the Eucharist, you're receiving the fullness of Jesus in the Eucharist, in the bread and wine, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. But we forget the second half. The second half is when Jesus said that my words must be part of you if you keep my word inside of you. And when you read the scriptures, when you read, what's happening is, is the bread and wine are not entering your physical body, but the presence of God, the word of God, which is his presence, is entering through your eyes and your ears. And what it's doing is, is reformatting your brain. When, God, when God's word enters your brain, it has that, it's not like any other word. It literally crawls into your brain and the more you read it and the more you think about it, the more it reformats your categories. It reformats what it means for to be successful. It means it reformats what it means to to be um, to value this, accept that. How you interpret suffering, how you interpret your whole life. And, but if all you do is talk, you're not gonna, that word has to get inside, inside your brain, and it's got to reformat the categories that you use to define success and failure. That's what it has to do. So that's why Jesus said, you've got to strive, you've got to make an effort. You've got to make an effort, not just to be Catholic. That's good, okay. But you've got to make an effort to be a disciple, to be a student of Jesus. A disciple is a student. 
if you're a student and you don't study, what good does it do you to be to call yourself a student? You got to study. Otherwise, you flunk. And flunking is basically hell. No, got to study. So, are you striving? Are you nuzzling in? Are you putting in an effort to allow the spirit of God to reformat your mind and your heart so that your thinking changes and your thinking with the mind reformatted in the image of Jesus?